Hi everyone, welcome to this YouTube channel. Today we are here again. Akshay is with me. Today we will discuss about HIPAA. HIPAA is very important for all the people who are working in the healthcare industry. HIPAA is very important for all the people who are working in the healthcare sector. HIPAA is very important uh, in terms of understanding from uh, a security standpoint. So I, I I have Akshay with me who will actually guide us with the real case scenarios of HIPAA. What exactly is HIPAA? What is PHI? What is PII? How can you uh, you know understand HIPAA in a better way? Uh, you know, as individuals, as auditors, as information security professionals, as cyber security professionals. So, without any further ado, I would like to you know Akshay, you can take over and start HIPAA. What is HIPAA all about? Please help us. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, thanks, uh, love, for having me. Uh, so we are here to discuss about HIPAA today. So basically, uh, what HIPAA is, uh, it stands for, as you can see on the screen itself. I mean, we are on the official HHS website. Uh, so HIPAA is a Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, uh, short form HIPAA. So this act was created in 1996 by the HHS, which is, which is essentially the US Department of Health and Human Services. Uh, so this was created around a uh, protecting uh, and safeguarding uh, electronic uh, healthcare, healthcare records and information. So any patient that is uh, going to a healthcare comp uh, organization, to a hospital, to a all the entities uh, who are involved in the whole process of health in the whole industry of healthcare, they at any point at some point of time will uh, record, process, and transmit patient information. Now, PHI in itself is protected health info. What what it's saying is that any information that identifies a patient is PHI. So, how do you protect? and safeguard PHI against any malicious activity, against any breach and against any uh, misuse is uh, the reason why HIPAA was formulated. So this is uh, has been around from 1996 throughout the years. It uh, uh, has gone through multiple revisions. It has gone through multiple uh, uh, changes, reforms, revisions, and as we sit now, it is uh, more robust than ever. Uh, it uh, covers a lot of, uh, so it is it's basically categorized into a lot of rules over there. It talks, HIPAA talks about privacy rule, HIPAA talks about security rule, HIPAA talks about uh, incident management, HIPAA talks about omnibus rule. Uh, but uh, let's cover all of that in a bit. To start with, the very first question that you may or anybody may have is what is a PHI? So PHI is protected health information. It essentially states that uh, a, uh, any information that can be extracted from a patient's, uh, a patient's health record that identifies the patient individually is what is known as a PHI. Now that could be your name your uh, your first name your last name your uh, uh, physical address your phone number your fax number your email id your uh, thumbprint your digital thumbprint uh, 
uh, your uh, facial recognition your full face photograph your web url your ip address so uh, kind of broadly categorized into 18 different categories that are out there and this is how uh, a patient would be identified and this is what is uh, we call as protected health info and it's all about protection and safeguarding this phi now a uh, long time back uh, the health records used to be maintained on documents they used to be physically written uh, on paper uh, by a pen and there were records there were files they they, they were documented uh, there came a need to for uh, to promote the use of uh, uh, healthcare records to make it digital to to make the healthcare records digital and that is where the uh, hitech act came into place the hitech act was is basically the h i t e c h uh, which essentially stands for health uh information technology economy and clinical health act is what it is so it uh, that was the act that was created to promote uh, using of digital health records and also enforced uh strict governance and hipaa on to the usage the recording of health, uh, health records uh, digitally and distribution and storage of health records uh the patient information so this is how this came into effect the hitech act kind of enforced hipaa and hipaa is there to protect the phi now what is ephi ephi is basically phi but that is in a digital format so hipaa talks about uh, a complete safeguarding of ephi uh, including how you are storing it including how it is being transferred any kind of media whether it is residing on an endpoint whether it is residing on a server uh, which kind of external storage media you are using for transmitting uh, uh, or uh, uh, transmitting an ephi ephi so all of these things are kind of covered under hipaa now who is a, a question might be who is, who needs to care about hipaa who needs to be concerned about being compliant with hipaa uh so, okay uh, sorry before you answer that uh, sorry to interrupt a lot of people are joining this uh, this live cast so any questions if you have regarding hipaa or for any other you know security compliance standard feel free to add in into the comment section and we will try to answer you know as much as possible go ahead akshay sorry right right so we were talking about hipaa so uh, what Uh, who are the entities who are who are the organizations or entities or operating uh, organizations who are uh, cons- who should be concerned about hipaa so hipaa clearly states that there are it uh, uh, differentiates organizations into two categories one is a covered entity and one is a business associate so a covered entity is essentially any organization that is directly dealing with uh, which which is uh, directly dealing with a healthcare record which is directly dealing with phi so that would be your hospitals your healthcare service providers all all the health uh, uh, people who are directly dealing with patients who have interaction who are storing it uh, for the records uh, come under the covered entities now what is a business associate a business associate is uh, let's say it's a organization or a company who are helping uh, the covered entities into performing their functions 
so that could be a service it service provider uh that could be a, a backup solution provider that could be an encryption solution provider so any any person who is uh, kind of supporting who's like who's like a contractor or a consulting firm or any entity that is involved with a, a healthcare organization uh, falls under a a business associate okay so business associates are helping them right yes like it's like uh, uh, the healthcare organization in themselves are specialists into providing healthcare services and anybody who is supporting the infrastructure or supporting the process or supporting the activity acti- helping them continue their activities uh, these covered entities fall under a business associate so the why business associates are covered under hipa is because business associates also at one point would be uh, exposed to or prone to or not let's not say prone uh, would be handling and managing a, a phi so they also need to be covered under hipa they also need to follow the guidelines so they may the covered entities have to follow hipa guidelines in their entirety the business associates themselves have to follow certain uh, uh, whatever rules are applicable to them in the whole hipa guideline is what they need to follow that depends uh, on the kind of service you are providing yeah akshay we have a question from vinod uh, he is asking is hipa similar to gdpr uh okay so hipa is not similar to gdpr you could say that gdpr talks about uh, a personally uh, uh, identifiable information pii it talks about safeguarding a, a, a pii a general uh, identifiable identifiable information for an individual for an entity hipa is kind of like that but is specifically for healthcare so hipa is, uh, is just for patients and is a very specialized uh, guideline or a standard so i can say that uh, hipa's main focus and objective is to ensure that the health related information of any patient is not uh, you know jeopardized right yes exactly yeah. that is the exact point of hipa that is exactly why hipa was created because when we are transitioning when we, now we are not dealing with pen and paper we are dealing with electronically uh, store uh, uh, st- stored information uh, transferable information so what we are saying is that this needs to be protected now and there has to be a standard specific so uh, so like you say that you know uh, this pci dss specifically for payment card industry so this is also a specialized standard only for healthcare and uh, focusing uh, and built around the uh, electronic health records uh, safe safety and safeguarding the phi absolutely actually one one uh, one thing i would like to point out here as well a uh, very very good question we know that a lot of people would have this confusion gdpr uh, main focus is on protecting european citizens uh, you know personal identifiable information that was the main goal however as akshay mentioned for hipa the goal is different right akshay yes exactly so the hipa is basically what is it was an initiative it is an initiative of the us uh, uh, department uh, uh, of health and human services so what they what they do is uh, they enforce whoever entities uh, fall under hipa have to follow the guidelines of hipa and uh, uh, there is a department which is the uh, office for civil rights this is the department that is responsible for ensuring 
ensuring that all entities that are applicable under hipaa are actually performing and uh, abiding to all hipaa rules or not okay okay so this is the underlying department the the ocr as they call it the office for civil rights is basically the department which essentially uh, handles and governs and takes decisions and also uh in case of in case you become a defaulter or you for, uh, or you kind of become non compliant in epa they are the people who make under, uh, who do audits and also penalize the organizations that are not following epa okay uh, a lot of people are joining this uh, please uh, i can see a lot of questions being entered by you please feel free to add in your questions i can see them here and you can ask anything and everything related to hipaa or related to any other standard like vinod asked in terms of gdpr any questions you have please feel free to add into the comment section okay go ahead akshay yeah right so then uh, uh, let's if we go a little bit uh, deeper into hipaa so hipaa basically says there are a little, uh, so if you if you want to break down or understand hipaa at a very basic level and since we are having this this is a, an introductory session on hipaa itself so hipaa talks about a uh, privacy rule hipaa talks about security rule and hipaa talks about omnibus rule so these are the three rule categories in inside of hipaa privacy rule is essentially protecting the privacy and integ- integrity of the phi of any protected health information uh, uh, so much if if we could talk in the parallel sense of gdpr we are talking about uh, you know a uh, uh a citizens a european citizens right to uh, have access to what kind of information is being processed about them so in the same way what this talks about it's the patient's right to have access to their electronic uh, health record of their medical record uh, for them uh, and for the covered entities to follow a procedure a guideline a follow authorization checks and have proper notification and disclosure policies against the processing storing and using of the phi that they are doing okay okay akshay a lot of new people have joined uh, please if you have any questions in terms of hipaa that we are discussing here or in terms of any other compliance standard gdpr pci dss anything feel free to shoot in the comment section after the you know basics are covered we will get on to these questions one by one okay i can see yeah. a lot of questions being entered so please feel free go ahead akshay okay so after this uh, privacy rule now we talk about hipaa security rule hipaa security rule essentially states love that you know we uh, how are you securing your ephi phi how are you securing it so any uh, so all the processes all the technology all the uh, uh how should i say it uh, technical safeguards all the administrative safeguards all the physical safeguards that will be employed in protecting a phi is what comes under the hipaa's security rule then uh, we have the omnibus rule the omnibus rule in itself is kind of a rule which in states uh more on the uh, interactions of a covered entity with a business uh, associate so a good thing to mention over here is that you know uh, all business associates also have to be uh, hipaa compliant in one way or the other not in their entirety but whatever operation they are doing 
so one one confusion that a lot of people have is that you know i am i am processing i am providing it infrastructure or i am providing some services to a healthcare company uh, do i have to be hipaa compliant in entirety no the processes that you are following which are uh, the the people process and technology that are involved in processing of the phi that system has to be scoped within the hipaa rule and that is how you have to showcase that you know you have in fact implemented the security practices safeguards and privacy considerations for the phi that you are processing and sending back akshay let's say there is a breach okay let's say there is a breach in uh, hipaa compliance that any healthcare uh, you know sector has put in or the uh, you know a particular private entity so do they have to disclose this uh, breach information to all the patients whose data was involved how does it happen yes so uh, if we talk so hipaa is like any uh, standard law so it also talks about uh, uh, risk assessment risk management it also talks about incident management so within incident management they have something which is called as a breach notification rule which essentially states that hipaa says that you know uh, it defines breaches into two categories there is a minor breach and then there is a meaningful breach so minor breach is saying that if there is should there be, uh, be an incident or a breach if it is affecting less than 500 individuals within a jurisdiction uh, for example a city a state uh, a locality a country etc in that case it falls under a minor breach category a minor breach is has to be reported not less than 60 days from the occurrence of the breach and it has to be notified to the hhs now a meaningful breach if uh, more than 500 individuals are, are being affected in a particular jurisdiction then it falls uh, falls under the category of a meaningful breach and it has to be uh, notified within uh, 60 days of the identification of the breach okay, okay. and a failure to do so actually implies penalties and if once so what happens is once you have notified this then the hhs themselves their ocr might then come into your uh, organization and actually audit uh, and investigate the breach because they want to ensure they want to then get into depth and they may audit and uh, ensure uh, check if uh, the processing of phi or uh, healthcare record is now being followed uh, properly or not so that is why you know hipaa compliance is very important and hipaa has very strict on those things and uh, that is the kind of confidence you have if you are hipaa compliant then you know uh, even the industry people outside know that as a covered entity or as a business associate you are safeguarding the patient's information uh, and you are following all the guidelines that they are providing so i i have one one more question here in terms of hipaa compliance let's say the healthcare industry or the sector has some vendors also third party vendors contractors do they also have to be uh, become hipaa compliant or how does it works yes exactly love they have to be like i said so they fall under uh, if they if they are any way uh, processing or receiving a uh, healthcare information then they fall under the category they have to be hipaa compliant it just depends on what kind of data i mean uh, 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 what piece of technology or process you are using which is essentially consuming the uh, personal health information 
so in that sense so i uh, so i'll give you very small example so hipaa mandates that any uh, covered entity if they have identified a business so the covered entity has to identify a business associate so a business associate by themselves know that they are trans, uh, processing and trans, uh, transmitting uh, phi so they need to have a business associate agreement any covered entity should have a business associate agreement with a business associate which should typically state three things that you know one that uh, the the covered entity acknowledges that they fall under the hipaa jurisdiction uh, the business associate uh, and uh, acknowledges that they are under uh, hipaa uh, 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 governance and then they understand what they have outlined all the processes they have and then they are safeguarding the uh, phi as guided and declared by So, Yuvraj uh, has a question, Akshay. Yuvraj is asking: Is HIPAA like a rule we have to implement when dealing with health-related data? Like, is it a compliance rule or is it like ISO 27001 processes where we no, have to? No, it's 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 no, it's it's a it's a compliance rule that you have to follow. It has specific guidelines, and you have to. Uh, f- uh follow it to the books you have to make sure that you are able to showcase as a uh, in case of uh, the auditors that come to audit your organization for hipa you have to showcase them that you are in fact handling healthcare information properly and non compliance will result in certificate revocation and penalties okay so it's a compliance uh, yuvraj yes. your question was valid it's a compliance okay it's a compliance standard जमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमेंटमें
that in itself does not say it, it's not talking about specific coding uh, to be to be honest it just talks about it's more towards the storage and the technical application part of it rather than coding specifically for hipaa it does not make that much of a sense because the application in itself is just uh, going to process an information you so you have to just ensure that uh, the storage is secure you have to ensure that the processing is secure it's more from a process guideline and an infrastructure perspective but yeah uh, more than happy to share uh, documents maybe we can post it in the comments uh, later absolutely for here uh, in terms of uh, uh, okay so these are different these are now coming to cis and gdpr so i'll ask them separately uh, any anything you would like to add before i jump to cis and gdpr akshay for hipaa uh i mean if i i could say that you know if you're starting a risk assessment based on hipaa then there are a couple of things you keep in to keep in mind uh first like any risk assessment process you have to scope uh, you have to do a scoping you have to identify what is going to be the scope of my assessment uh, the very first thing is you have to uh, you have to classify find uh, identify and classify each and every place where your protected health information and e protected health information is present uh there is a process of identifying the threats and vulnerabilities as well uh you have to identify what kind of incidents might happen you have to classify the severity you have to assess uh, uh the likelihood of uh, any vulnerability or threat being exploited or any incident uh, in happening uh you have to identify what are the risks in case a phi is leaked or stolen out of uh, a healthcare covered entity or a ba uh, and you uh, you have to document all of this and then there is a whole process of you know periodic uh, remediating and then periodic periodically con- conducting this assessment over and over again so talking more in the sense of any risk assessment but yes just to sum it up okay okay akshay yuvraj has another follow up question now So Yuvraj is asking, could you share any adverse effects of losing PHI data in terms of business to the organization? Just to understand the importance of HIPAA in business-oriented objective. Yeah, so uh, PHI could be used in a lot of malicious manners. Uh, PHI could be used to for uh, malicious entities for marketing purposes. They could be used for bogus medical firms to. uh for for scams or uh, a lot of healthcare related scams keep happening uh, so this is like a uh, these are people with real problems real diseases and you could use this information for specifically targeting people in terms of ads specifically targeting people in terms of exploiting the fact that they are going through some trial and then you then a person is going through this ordeal uh you you may come up with false cures false medicines and uh, they may be privy to any such social engineering uh, for that matter so right. a lot of this data is stolen and misused in a lot of ways uh, right in in more ways than we can imagine right chitranshu jain chitranshu is asking what is an ideal duration of an audit if we go for a hipaa audit how much time that may take hmm okay so it actually depends on the scope are we talking about a covered entity are we because a covered entity hipa compliance will take a lot of time it takes it takes let's a lot take of it time. from both ways actually let's let's answer it from yeah so ways. so from a so from yeah. a covered entity yeah. perspective uh, you should uh, consider uh, at least uh, 
एट मंथ्स टू अयर फॉर एनी गवर्ड एंटिटी टू एटलीस्ट बी कम्प्लीटली रेडी फॉर एन हिपा कंप्लायस ऑडिट बिकॉज यू हैव टू इफ यू आर स्टार्टिंग फ्रॉम स्क्रैच देन यू हैव टू मेक श्योर दैट यू आइडेंटिफाई एंड क्लासीफाई पी एच आई यू हैव टू डू काइंड ऑफ एन कम्प्लीट एसेट इन्वेंट्री कम्प्लीट क्लासिफिकेशन एक्टिविटी यू हैव टू आइडेंटिफाई ईच एंड एवरी प्रोसेस दैट इज इन्वॉल्व यू हैव टू आइडेंटिफाई ईच एंड एवरी टेक्नोलॉजी दैट इज इन्वॉल्व यू हैव टू मेक श्योर दैट यू हैव अंप्लायट रिस्क assessment risk management uh, process in place most of the organizations uh, struggle with incident management you have to make sure you have incident management in place you need to be uh, uh, you need to formulate relations with the law agencies media firms you need to have appoint liaisons you need to have specialist uh, hipa compliance officers within your organizations who deal with this kind of stuff so uh, all of this is important i mean uh, yeah so, so in, in order to uh, add a lot of different pieces and uh, bits are there so you will need at least 8 to 11 months right yeah at least at least and for a business associate this might be a lesser time because if you identify then you have let's say you have only one server and you have only one application where you're just uploading a pdf at one place so then there is just one asset and one place so that kind just depends on the kind of service you are giving or the kind of processing that you have and basis on that you could define the scope or uh, the timeline for the uh, compliance okay so uh, akshay there would be hipa policies you know there would be proper guidelines and structure right which yes. has to be followed by each and every member of the health yes you can you can you can get them on the hss website itself there are specialists uh, there are hipa specialists there are hipa professionals uh, we ourselves provide a uh, lot of consulting to our clients in healthcare domain against uh, for hipaa compliance we guide them on how to do it so uh, a lot of resources are out there uh, both professional and free resources Uh, just go right. out there start reading this uh, try to make sense of it all of it uh, at one point might look a little jumbled but then yes uh, over time things start to make sense yes a lot of new people have joined in any questions you have feel free to enter in, into the comment section if, even if they are not related to ipa will answer okay now i am i am jumping akshay to some other questions now so praveen kumar praveen is asking what guidelines should marketing team follow for cold emailing as per gdpr I think we have covered this in one yeah, of the videos. Yeah, I was about now. to say that we have already covered this. So, so I, what I will suggest is, uh, love, we as a comment, we can actually do uh, link it to yeah. that uh, question because that specifically we talk about cold uh, emailing yes. in that we, video. Praveen, we actually covered this uh, in the GDPR video which we posted. I think not more than a couple of weeks ago. So you can browse the channel and you can see that GDPR video. It was half an hour session, right? Actually. Yeah, I think I, I I think so. I yeah, and at yeah. some point I remember somebody asking about specifically marketing cold calling and how uh, marketing people have to. So uh, I mean, just to give you an idea, this is more towards you know you have to uh, ensure that uh, the traditional calling is now changed into safeguarding and in uh, uh, ensuring that 
the the how are you getting your marketing data you have to ensure that the marketing data that you are getting is actually uh, you can't just blatantly now uh, get data and then start working on cold calling here so the processes have to be tightened specifics uh, maybe uh, if we do another gdpr video we can do that or uh, we could link it to the the previous one where we spoke about it yeah we covered a lot of things in terms of privacy policy in terms of uh, marketing uh, you know opt in option opt out options what to do what not to do so marketing actually has to follow a lot of different things praveen so it's better to watch that video because it's a lot yeah, of the- and, and if you yeah, still yeah. if you still have any question do post it in the comments i mean why not if 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 we, if we see that uh, there are still questions out there we can maybe then cover it uh, again maybe more yeah yeah so uh, chitranshu jain i want to ask what is scoring information in ci checklist what we understand by the term scored or not scored mm, i'll have to quickly check this just give me one sec uh, i don't have exact idea of what scoring information is talking about can he be more specific in his question maybe Yeah. So, uh, Chitranshu, if you can just provide a little bit more details. What? Which to... which which score is he talking about? Is yeah. It... Which score or where you are you know observing this thing in CIS checklist or which checklist at least so that we can refer that checklist. Yeah. I mean, uh, is it a score yeah. for yeah vulnerability? Yeah. Is it is it is it like a fine? So we know we know Bhamre has a question now. We know he's asking when a patient transfers from. one hospital one hipa hospital to another hospital how does the information flow sorry what can you repeat that so vinod bhamre is asking when a patient is transferred from one hipa hospital to another i think uh, the question is how does the flow of hipa uh, you know the, the information of patient happens when one patient is getting transferred from one hospital to the other that's what vinod is trying to ask here Yeah, so here what you're talking about is uh, exchange of PHI between two covered entities. Yes, so, so the rules remain the same, Vinod. I mean, we we are still talking about uh, implementation of the privacy and the security rule. You have to ensure that uh, the user is intimated the with the change of covered entities. He has the right. He, the, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I said user. I meant patient. Uh, the patient has the right to be able to access his PHI. You have to declare that this is now being transferred over there. You have to devise secure means of transferring the uh, PHI from uh, one covered entity to another. The covered entities must be under an agreement. Must ensure that the sending company ensures that the receiving covered entity is HIPAA compliant and the receiving covered entity. Uh, ensures that the sending covered entity is actually hipaa compliant hello yeah i can i can hear you okay so i have just shared a checklist that uh, i was able to research online so it's a hipaa compliance checklist so i have just uh, you know send the link to all the uh participants who were there in the comment section just as a you know uh, give away to them so that they get some kind of uh, you know tangible from this uh, this live video any other questions that anyone would like to ask before we conclude guys go ahead any questions any other things that you would like to ask who are here on the call uh, before we conclude the call in terms of information security cyber security uh, compliance standards ISO twenty seven thousand one, ISO twenty seven two seven seven zero one, 
anything you would like to ask feel free okay this forum uh, is you know that's why we come here to answer all your questions every day so any questions that you have uh, we have industry experts with us akshay is one of the top leading experts he is one of the smes he knows the subject matter in and out completely was there in the uh, you know industry more than 15 years so he knows the game so he'll try to help you as much as he can right so he spares his time valuable time okay so try to get the most out of it i would say that okay and uh, if you get a chance try to share these videos as well okay so that you know they people get the most benefit out of it okay so chitranshu jain has come back so he is asking failure to comply with scored recommendations will decrease the final benchmark score compliance with scored recommendations will increase the final benchmark score okay uh i am still not aware of I'm this so still not clear what yeah so let let uh, uh, maybe uh, chitranshu we can uh, uh, discuss this more in detail you you leave yeah. a comment comment and i will be sure to just research it out and have have, have this answered maybe if i understand your question better i may be able to answer this in a better fashion yeah or uh, chitranshu just give us a checklist or a context in which you are asking so that we can refer to particularly that checklist or you know where you are able to uh, mean yeah, okay. what what is the, if, if we get a reference see it's all about understanding what he's saying if if is i get a reference can you send the link of this uh, web page from from where you are seeing this thing on this chat only so that we can uh, see right away and answer you that would that would help uh, you know yeah, i mean right? yes obviously yeah yeah just send us the link here in this chat okay by the time uh, i think hipa compliance checklist i have shared akshay and i think it's a great resource for all the people who have joined this call and i think uh, from now on uh, i can i can say confidently that anybody who joins the call and asks a question this is something that they will get as a tangible outcome for all the future live videos that we will do because uh, i think it will help people in order to you know go back and refer to these checklists and uh, you know akshay we do have whatsapp groups you know you are the admin i also manage so uh, there also we have a lot of uh, you know uh, things where we yeah, have i mean who knows love maybe we can uh, in coming if people comment over here that they want more out of it they want to learn more about specific hipa based checks and specific things maybe we create another video wherein we talk about this in detail it's all about what the people want right so yeah, guys, if, you, if you if you were interested if you like what you're hearing for people who are hearing hearing it for the first time if you want something specific let's say there are people asking about cis if you want some specific session just on cis benchmarks just give a shout out and if see how do we decide videos is if we get a lot of questions regarding some topic we just uh, say that we'll sit together and we'll discuss on the basics of it and if we get more responses on some something in detail then we discuss uh, we cover it in detail so it's all about you people what you ask in our groups uh, as individuals who approach us or through these comments that you give so that is why you know in the, even in the last video i said that you the, the sub subscribe to the channel and ask as many questions you can put it later as a comment that is also always so we always sit together and we see what is the kind of the majority of uh, people what they are asking to look for or learn for and we kind of try to discuss that yeah absolutely and again just to uh, before conclude the video anybody who is a fresher who is trying to jump into the cyber security space the link is there in the description section 
feel free to call anzen you know you can get in touch with the training teams they are there to help you just don't feel shy and don't hide uh, you know any doubts that you have or you are looking for a job it's it's basically more for from a fresher's point of view than from a experience point of view person as well however they have courses for experienced people as well and they have batches who are running right akshit yes that's true so uh, variety of courses into technical uh, aspects of cyber security process aspect of cyber security various compliance standards risk assessments all of that are uh, taught in tailored and uh, different types of batches uh, targeted at specific people uh, we don't have we don't uh, take in a lot of students we take in very sized batches to ensure that you know we are focusing on the kind of need you have so just give us a call talk to us and uh, maybe we can actually help you in what you are looking for yeah that that would be a great help uh, i think that's it then it's uh, yeah. it's actually very late in the night so we'll conclude this one thank you so much everyone for joining and thank you so much for having the comments and you know uh, sparing your time with us thank you so much everyone thank you okshay thank you thanks bye 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 bye